0: I am Late's camera Jackson. This is a new episode of the LCJ Q&A podcast. You can also read these interviews at animationscoop.com. New DreamWorks animated series, Team Zenko Go, premieres this Tuesday, March 15th on Netflix. Joining me, Emmy-winning EP and showrunner, Jack Thomas. Jack, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Jackson. Great to be here. Great to see you again, or I guess hear you again.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. We did an interview a couple years ago for Animation Scoop for Dragons Rescue Riders, and now on to another great DreamWorks series. And at its core, this show is about kids doing good deeds for others. How did that theme speak to you as you were developing this?
1: You know what I really loved about it was the very specific idea that they're doing good deeds and not trying to get credit for it. You know, uh, in this world where everybody's always on TikTok or Instagram and they're showing the things that they're doing, these kids who are doing the opposite of that, they're doing great things, but they're not taking the credit for them, I thought really uh, spoke to me. I thought it was a a great sort of lesson to teach.
0: I completely agree with you. I was going to ask you about recognition and this concept of that and what you're teaching young kids is that, look, you don't have to be – The center of attention all the time it's not you know just total participation trophy and rewards and all of that doing good deeds you feel the reward inside internally Uh, i think that's great yeah
1: and i think that's at the core of the show that you do the good deeds for the sake of doing the good deeds and sort of we have fun with one of the characters naya is like she wants to be an actress and so she wants to be in the spotlight But here she's on this team of like sort of secret superheroes doing the exact opposite of that, which is she's trying to hide uh, all her big successes and all the things that she does.
0: Yeah, yeah. And a love of spy and superhero movies you must have because the music in this show is so spot on and and kind of nostalgic to James Bond and Mission Impossible and Get Smart and, and all those great spy series and spy films.
1: Yeah, we had a long talk with the Chan brothers, uh, who are these uh, two great uh, composers. Up uh, uh, the DreamWorks uses they're can- having to be Canadian, and and they just got my sensibility right away. And our, a lot of our temp music was from a 1960s uh, TV spy show called The Man from Uncle, and uh, they they just sort of caught onto the motif that we wanted this, because in, in a way, it's almost like it's a mission impossible sometimes for these kids, right? They've got this mission, and they've got to figure out this way to do it, so nobody knows that they did it. And so, you, I'm so glad you caught on to that sort of, sort of spy-slash-superhero music motif, because that's exactly what we went for.
0: Yeah, oh, you're, you're very successful with that, and, and Man From U.N.C.L.E. as well, recent uh, action adaptation of the series that a lot of people love, with, with the guy
1: I'm not going. Sorry, I cleaned this
0: thing up. Well. No worries. That was an awesome sound effect to be incorporated into this. could really hear that. That was great. Uh, Jack, you wrote episode one of Team Zen Go Go, which is Welcome to Harmony Harbor. I really liked the episode. And why did you feel it was important to show Ari join Naya, Ellie, and Jax as opposed to just all of them being established right out of the gate?
1: Well, uh, I guess the funny story is uh, our original pilot, they were all together we felt like it didn't really serve as a pilot. Uh, You know, our first episode, you know, when you try to just do that, like hit the ground running, a lot of times you have to put in a lot of backstory and do a lot of explaining, and it takes away from the plot. So after after we'd written a couple episodes, I went back and said, you know, what if we introduced the, the show by introducing a new character? And that's where we sort of came up with the idea of oh, what if the other three kids were doing it all by themselves? And then this kid figured it out. And so we had great fun with that. And it also allowed us to introduce somebody who became one of our favorite characters, Rodney, uh, the kid who shows up and is banging on the the door of the food truck. And he, right, right. Uh, he becomes a big part of the show. Uh, spoiler Not spoiler alert. He's this sort of kid that I love in shows who's a uh, – Reach exceeds his grasp. He always wants to try big things, and so that causes him a lot of problems because he doesn't necessarily have the talent to pull off what he's trying. And then he needs to be rescued or helped, and uh, that's the kids show up a lot. But uh, to go back to your original question, it just seemed like this was the best way, not just to show what the premise of the show was, but then to also to show how cool Artie was, right? Mm. He figured it out, and he wasn't trying to bust them, right? The twist is he, he wants to be one of them because he loves superheroes and his mom, of course, owns the comic book store.
0: Right. Yeah, that excitement he has really comes through. I'm glad you made that decision because I think it works as an excellent first episode. And you mentioned uh, a truck, Noodle Truck, serves as the team's cover. What is the go-to food truck for you? Uh,
1: my favorite food truck is there's a lobster food truck. Mm. Uh, that makes these uh, lobster rolls, and uh, that's my favorite food truck food. Although I wouldn't mind trying Yuki's because uh, she could pretty much cook anything. I mean, she's known in town for cooking her noodles, mm. but uh, you'll find in the, as the series progresses that she can cook just about anything she needs to for the kids or for whatever situation
0: they're in. Jack Thomas is with me. Team Zenko Go is this Tuesday, March 15th on Netflix. Ponzu the Flying Squirrel. I love the look of Ponzu. Tell me about creating that character and the value Ponzu brings to this show.
1: Uh, Well, Ponzu uh, is comic relief uh, for the most part. I mean, he just allows us to put in some silly side gags from time to time. And he's also sort of a skeptic. Um, He's sort of critical of the kids. It's sort of funny, right, because in the show that is pretty relentlessly positive, and even Yuki, who is their leader and who uh, uh, sends them out on the missions, is pretty positive, even when they do wrong. But then you have this one sort of irascible little character who runs around and is critical of what they do and is really sort of, you know, he's an animal, so he, he wants what he wants. If he's hungry, he wants to eat. He also will go on missions with them, and you'll see in a couple later in the season in a couple of episodes. So he's just a a great little comic foil for us.
0: Yeah, he's fun, and and I love the look. So you you did a fantastic job with that. And obviously in the first episode, Ari has to prove himself to be a part of the team. The whole team has to prove themselves constantly. How did you want to prove yourself when you got into this animation industry?
1: You know, I don't think I ever have proved myself. Every time I turn in the script, I have to say... Even if I'm the showrunner, I think that this is going to be the one where they figure out I'm a fraud. No oh. <laughs> so matter how many good scripts I've turned in? You always have that little piece of you that goes, okay, this is the one where they go, this guy can't write. What happened to him? So I don't think you ever really prove yourself. I think because you're always trying to do the next thing and write the next story and create the next uh, show or the next character. So... Um, Yeah, I've never, I've never totally proven it to myself. I tried to teach that to my daughter that, you know, you're always proving yourself every day.
0: Well, I think you've had a major impact on the animation world, Jack, with with all the shows you've been a part of and and especially, I I feel like, with some of them, with this consistent theme, whether it's this, Team Zanko Go, or Dragons Rescue Riders, or your work on Fairly Odd Parents, about these extraordinary kids doing extraordinary things. Is that always something you've thought about that that you wanted to attach yourself to projects involving these extraordinary, talented uh, kid characters?
1: Yeah, well... you know, I think if you're in kid's animation like I am, you're trying to teach kids that the possibilities in their lives are really unlimited. And and if they use their imaginations, they can achieve just about anything. And, of course, we have to symbolize that by having Timmy Turner with his magical godparent who will give him what he wants and maybe teach him that he should be a little less selfish because <laughs> Timmy is one of the most a kids' characters that are creative, and in Dragon's Rescue Riders, right? You, these kids have this uh, ability to help people, and and they, you know, it's a good thing to do it and to rescue people, and and to even treat your enemies. You know, they had that mm. Magnus Fink, the bad guy, even treat him with a certain level of respect and compassion. And, mm. and I hope every show that I, I do is is about kids realizing that they can do more than they originally thought they could.
0: Uh, You know, Jack, I'm trying to also prove in this industry that I can do a voice in an animated series. That's one of my goals for 2022. So please keep me in mind for your next awesome script uh, if you need a cool voice. I will do
1: that. Ah, awesome. Have a cool voice. You should be in animation.
0: Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. I really, really do. Before I let you go, Jack, tell me about the strengths of the team that you worked with on Team Zenko Go.
1: Well, I mean, we just had, uh, fantastic, uh, artwork from the people up in mainframe. Mike Sutherland, the, who was sort of head of design, created a, a city that everybody who, uh, the Harmony Harbor, the town where the kids live, everybody who sees it says, man, I want to live in that town. It just, it looks modern and clean and yet classic and, uh, it looks like it's got some good history to it. Mm. I mean, the execs at, at DreamWorks were incredibly supportive. David Weave is someone I've always wanted to work with. I knew him back at Nickelodeon back in the day, and I never got to work with him until this project. And he's just the best kind of exec, you know, just totally supportive. And and he's also super funny. He's a really funny writer himself. So when he gives you notes, you really have to go, oh, I, I really need to think about this because, you know, Weave's a good writer. Everybody up at Mainframe, Karen, who was a supervising uh, director, was just fantastic. You know, sometimes I feel for, for them, they get the scripts, and it just, we ask for these incredible things, like, you know, Ari is dressed like a giant lemon. And then they have to figure out how to do it. You know? <laughs> and they just, you know, they, they made some real miracles happen. And the show wouldn't be anything without, uh, without them.
0: That's wonderful to hear and wonderful to hear uh, the old friends that you've had, getting to finally work with them on on this new project. Jack Tabas for the EP and showrunner of DreamWorks Team Zenko Go, premiering this Tuesday, March 15th on Netflix. A pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you for being on the LCJ Q&A. Thanks,
1: Jack. I really appreciate
0: it. Awesome. I'm Lights Camera Jackson. Thank you for listening to this episode of the LCJ Q&A podcast. For more, go to Twitter at LCJReviews and lights-camera-jackson.com.